TikTok in this room. That's okay. Do you think people will be able to hear it with this? TikTok's a fun app. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's garbage. Um, I actually didn't even know what TikTok was until just a couple months ago. My brother showed it to me. I was like, this is not interesting. I want to reiterate, I was definitely being sarcastic. <laughs> Welcome to Craft Heads Podcast. Welcome to the Craft Heads Podcast. This is the podcast where my best friend and I of 20 years uh, have a crafty drink, uh, crafty what? food. And today we got both, actually. Uh, and we intro it to each other talk about it on the podcast for a couple minutes and then we have a topic and if you didn't already guess what the topic is about welcome to the doomsday podcast of the corona, corona cast the corona cast the viral cast yeah. and i don't care if this is tone deaf because first of all i hate the word tone deaf in terms of uh offending people and second of all uh the drink is corona premiere <laughs> so cheers we're drinking corona premiere what, what so tell me mm. give me the I don't know anything about Premiere. I know of Corona. Obviously. So there's Corona Extra. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then there's the Corona Light? What's it? Oh, shit. What's Corona Light called? I don't know, but this tastes amazing. Dude, it's their Michelob Ultra. Mm. This is only 90 calories. Mm-hmm. So if you're a light beer drinker, definitely check out Corona Premiere because it's, it's quite decent. I love a good light beer that's just easy to drink. Yeah, totally. Especially if you have a lime in it. Do you know... Do you happen to remember what your first beer your first favorite beer type was oh i know you're like guinness is like your yours now right oh no that's that's more john boy i mean although he's getting all of us like obsessed with it all over again but you mean like if i had to pick a stout or an ale or a lager or an ipa no i meant like brand oh shit man you know, there's. I don't always have something stocked like you should with your favorite beer. I really, I'm just sort of always going around and around with whatever's out there. Yeah. So I'm, a, I'm really a variety guy. Can, can you commit to something? Probably not. You never. You can't commit to not liking an alcohol. You can't commit to a single brand. Uh yeah. Did well, I like... can commit to not liking. There's okay. been a couple that have been like only okay. Okay. That we've had on the podcast, but as far as drinking beer goes, I really. I need variety. I can't have the same stuff all the time. I will burn out on it, weirdly. But then I'll come back. So, the world, since this is a doomsday podcast, Mm -hmm. the world will never have beer ever again. What? And you have to, to like, choose a 48-pack of beer that you can make last for forever. Not saying you have to drink it every single day because you'll get sick of it. But just your favorite beer that you get to treat yourself with for the rest (laughs) of your days. Okay, wait. You said 48 beers. (laughs) <laughs> Are you saying I can drink only one beer for the rest of my life, or I literally have only 48 left? Or can Before I... 48 of one brand. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I am saying brand. You can, like, if you're, like, all Budweiser, or, because there's several different kind of Buds, all Coors, all, uh, even, maybe even a brewery. I'll, I'll give yeah. you a brewery. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. I would probably have, to, I would probably pick an Atlanta brewer. Mm-hmm. Just because there's so much variety around here, so many good things. Wow, what would you do? You have one in mind? I, just to buy me time. I do. Um, it's the maker of uh, Transmigration, and I can't think of Orpheus. Oh yeah, Orpheus. I like it. I even knew it was Orpheus. Yeah, I just yeah, don't yeah. know why I couldn't say it hmm. out loud. Um, I don't know why. Like I, I can't even Orpheus. name that many beers, but I feel like Creature Comforts has a lot of you variety. Said. I need variety. You said you liked Creature Comforts before, like mm-hmm. you're a big fan of them, so I'll give it to you. Uh, hold on, a couple other ones. I definitely, one that just made a big influence, a big impact on me this past weekend was Steady Hand, mm, it was super okay. awesome. 
I forgot a really big one. You know what? As a as a true Atlantan, I'd probably have to go with Scofflaw. Yeah, Scofflaw is great too. I haven't had anything bad at Scofflaw ever. Mm-hmm. They they are a they're an, an Atlanta institution for sure. Sweetwater is pretty good too. Yeah, it's that's one that I'm quasi burnt out on. Mm-hmm. I, I not even the whole brewery. I know their IPA is good in standard four twenty, but it's it's like it's practically like Yingling to me mm-hmm. up north. It's, it's so ubiquitous that it's not special at all to me. I don't mm. dislike it. It's just boring. Well, um, I'll give you one of those. Scofflaw or Creature Comforts. And that, and Scofflaw. Okay. Yeah, th- Done. I had to think about committed it. To, I'm committed to Scofflaw. Scofflaw and Orpheus for the rest of our lives. Yeah, dude. Transmigration, you'll just be dead. <laughs> I know. We'll have to run out and go stock up if the world's going to end in a couple days. My up north pick <clears throat> from my roots would have probably been Trogues. Because they make Mad Elf. Okay. So that would be pretty amazing. Ooh. And now I'm thinking about um, Great Lakes. And I'm thinking about Southern Tier. Shit. Ooh. Oh, this is. Mm. We'll have to revisit this and I, have a, I a would final go, say. I would go Scofflaw over Southern Tier. Okay. I would. They're my final answer. Southern Tier was the one that made uh, the pumpkin ale, right? And, and like one of the best IPAs ever. The, the double IPA. Two, it has a big two times on it. Okay, right. that's really good. That's, that's the ninety minute and like the that's dogfish head. Okay, dogfish head would be another really good pick, especially for um, IPA people. Well, that was a great conversation. Thank <laughs> you for that. You're welcome. Hell yeah. Um, Doomsday, should we talk about it, or do do you want to get into my treat before we start talking about it? Do do your treat, and then we're just gonna Corona it up because okay. that's all anybody knows how to talk about anymore. Okay, so I'm just gonna dive right in. That's true. People are probably enjoying the break from listening to the coronavirus. Oh yeah, before. definitely. <laughs> this is really hitting the nail on the head. Um, I am a huge <clears throat> fan of the show Hot Ones. Oh yeah, on YouTube. <gasps> Thank you. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> now you know. Yes, I do. So for you listeners, I have a treat for Alex. He and I are, as you know. Big hot sauce fans. Hot boys. And we've had uh, hot peppers on the show several times. Hot Ones is an interview show where Sean Evans, who is the interviewer, interviews pretty famous celebrities. He's had tons of celebrities. His very first celebrity he ever had on the show was Tony Yayo. 18 seasons ago. What song did he sing? Uh, I don't know. He's part of G-Unit, though. Right. That's why I said song. <laughs> like, there was one... Oh, wait. Is it Knock If You Buck? No, that's, um, that's, I think it's Dem Franchise Boys. Yeah, you probably, go ahead and I'm going to blurt it out whenever there's a... So, he, the the big name celebrities that he's had just this season, and this is just a, a taste of the celebrities he's had. Pete Davidson, Halsey, Will Ferrell, Margot Robbie, just this season so far. Last season he had, like, Kristen Stewart, Chance the Rapper, Nick Offerman, Paul Rudd. I mean, it goes on and on. So, it's really cool to see these celebrities, in a sense... They have to eat this lineup of wings, starting from a mild, a mild hot sauce to a very hot hot sauce. And uh, if you're a fan of the show, you know that the number eight hot sauce on the on the list is the bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you remember the bomb? That. Yep. Okay, so uh, I tasted the bomb when we were in um, when we were in the Highlands, and that hot sauce is insane. But uh. They've gotten so popular that they've made their own hot sauces through the Heatonist, which I know you've been to. And I've talked about it on the podcast before. It's in Brooklyn, New York. Exactly. So I bought the trial pack. 
That's amazing. And of the hot sauces from the hot ones, and I brought them to Alex to try. And the three hot sauces that they ha- that they give you are all three part of the lineup every season. Every season for the last like six or seven seasons. The first one is the classic, and this is the first hot sauce on the list. So this is the Spit of Classic, then. This is the Spit of Classic. Number one, this is technically the most mild hot sauce. And then this one, Los Calientes, um, I, th- I believe this is number five. And Alex is just going to smell them right now. And smell them. Taste. Smell them right now. And then we're going to put, I brought some bread in here for Oof. you to taste them with. And then. I like them plain, though. I got to try them on my finger. Okay, that's fine. Whatever you need to do. And then this one, which is the number 10. This is the very last hot sauce that they do. Pretty spicy. It's n- I know for a fact because I've tried the bomb. It's not as hot as the bomb, but it is a spicy boy. And you're going to enjoy this. So this middle one here, I'm smelling Los Calientes. I'm trying to decide without looking at the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Which pepper? There's, there's <laughs> something really recognizable. I'm just going to look. Apricot. I think it might have been the apple cider vinegar that I was smelling in there. Very interesting. Okay, and then this is the classic. Which is technically less spicy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the last one? This is the last dab. <clears throat> I, that one smells a little bit citrusy. So the famously on the show, whenever they get to the tenth and final wing, the reason that it's called the last dab is Sean takes... The hot sauce. It's mustard. That's what it was. It is. It is mustard, and it looks mustardy. Yeah. So he t- for when they get to the tenth wing, and he's like spitting off, spitting off these interview questions at them, which they can't. Even, a lot of them can't even think straight after they've had to bomb and all these things. Right. And they're like sweating and like can't even look straight. He starts doing this, and he shakes it like this, and every almost almost unanimously every time they go, what what, what are you doing? And he goes, it's tradition around here, and he has these like things that he repeats every single episode he always tells people to be careful around their eyes when they start sweating and shit and this is another one is he goes it's tradition around here that we put a little extra on the last wing and then he dabs it and you put like a little chunk of hot sauce on the last wing and that's how you have to eat it cool it's a really cool show i I think that you'd enjoy seeing celebrities in that fashion start me up so what i'm gonna do for the listeners uh we're just gonna put a little dab directly on my finger and i'm just gonna taste it plain and then i'll cleanse my palate in between with, with a tiny little piece of bread, just okay. to soak some of it up. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, dude, nice pour. I'm giving you a good chunk. Don't worry. You're going to be able to taste them all. Then I'm doing the same thing. I'm actually pouring it straight onto the bread. <laughs> so that was the the classic? Spin that's classic. the classic. Yeah, so that's number one. That's what these celebrities start out with, and most of the time they go, oh, that's pretty good. That's just a good standard hot sauce. So... Mm-hmm. So many hot sauces out there. Like, it's, it's, let's start with the most obvious and basic. Frank's Red Hot. I call that salt sauce. Mm-hmm. It just it tastes salty and nothing else. Yeah, it's it. not very spicy at all. Are you sure you don't want a little dab on the bread? I'm positive. Okay. I, I like to taste, I just want to taste nothing but the sauce. Okay. Fair but enough. give me a tiny little BB of that. Then I'll, oh, the bread? Yep. Thank you. Uh, where's the uh, los- oh you have it in between your legs oh yeah this so oh, there you go pop it out of your dirt <laughs> that noise wow so uh, on to number two see how Alex is this is amazing by it way. has a little bit of a linger it's not like spicy but it's got like a linger on your tongue and some people who aren't used to spicy would be like 
Okay, that's pretty Yeah, that's like pretty that would good. be way too much for somebody who doesn't like hot stuff. Exactly. A little dab on Hellboy. You can hoss me up, don't worry. Cool, cool. Yeah, I love it. Because <clears throat> the way they do tastings at the Heatness, they have these tiny little plastic spoons and just put it right on there and you put it on your tongue. And I know a lot of places do the bread. They give you tiny little chunks of bread to do. Mm. But you Ooh. have to buck the system like an asshole. This one. <laughs> that's got... That's got a lot more flavor. It's more You robust. think it has more flavor? Yeah, I, I think do. it has less flavor but more spice. Mm. I like the taste of that one better. Mm -hmm. I really do. Okay. Huge fan. Good. You want to take a sip of Corona in between before no. the last dab? No. Okay. Go. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep all things equal. Mm -hmm. Cause honestly, alcohol and beer specifically for me makes hot stuff worse. Like if you're eating wings and beer and like a really hot sauce, it just goes off the charts, yeah. which is fine. But all right, here we go. Last one. Dab dabbing out boy with the with the last dab. Looks like it. It's it's chunky. It's viscous. Look at that viscosity. What if I just shove this up my nose right now? That would not feel good, I promise you. Alright. Mmm. Very vinegary. Mmm. And that's number 10 on the list, so that's the... That's what they would say is technically their hottest, but it's not as hot as the bomb. They cool off on the la on number 9, number 10. But, it's hot. That is excellent. <clears throat> I would, I'd have to do a side-by-side -side taste testing. I think the only one that might be a little bit hotter that I have... From the Heatonist, and it was featured on that show. I wish I could remember the name of the people who made it, but it's called Firewater. Okay. And it is... I wonder what number on, on the uh, list it was. Uh, yeah, we could check afterward, but mm. it was... It's based on... Its base pepper is a Carolina Reaper. Mm. So that says Pepper X and Chocolate Pepper X, which I know are very high up there. I'm pretty sure it's a pepper that they made for the heat Hot ones, the Heatonist. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's really good. What do you think of the spice on it? The spice level? Excellent. Not, I mean, it's definitely very hot, but it's not too much. Mm. Not overwhelming. I do, I think I like the flavor of the middle one the most. Because some, some hot sauces are so hot that all they do is lend heat. Exactly. And nothing else. Right. You know what I mean? You want any more bread? No, thank you. I'm okay. perfect. I'm going to just load up this last piece. With oh, that was awesome. Thank you for that. Kind surprise. You're welcome. <laughs> I knew that you would enjoy it, and you're one of the few people that would enjoy it as much as me. So. Oh, yeah. And that's great for your immune system, too. So back to coronavirus. <laughs> Basically, we're going to live right. So coronavirus is a thing. By the way, we're recording on March 17th. So That's a good timestamp because we don't. We really don't know what's about to happen. Is yeah. it going to cool off? Is it going to go crazy? What's going to happen? You talking about the hot sauce or corona? I'm just kidding. I'm not going to lead off with the little caveat that everybody says that you hear a hundred times a day. What is that? I, I I'm not an epidemiologist. Oh. But if you start a sentence with that, you shouldn't be opening your mouth. You are revealing your ignorance. Mm -hmm. But anyways, uh, that being said, I'm also stating I don't have any expertise in the area. So I sort of don't have an opinion. Here's what I will say. I'm very optimistic and glass half full about the whole thing because when it comes to stuff like this i put all of my faith in science and medicine i think there are brilliant minds all over the world working around the clock on this right now and i just i really don't think 
this is going to get as bad as a lot of people think it. And don't get me wrong, tons of people are infected, lots of people have died, but it, it kills mostly older people, older folks, people with weakened immune systems. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that includes very young children as well. But, I, I think that they're not getting infected as easily for some reason. Even better, maybe they're maybe it's because it's a bolstered immune system. I don't know, but the point is, this is at the end of the day a it's like a giant flu outbreak. You know, that's what coronaviruses are. Just so everybody knows, because this is a super flu. I think a lot of people don't know this. Mm-hmm. Coronavirus is not a proper name. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a kind of virus, the same way you have rhinoviruses and noroviruses and everything else. Swine it's, flu? Um, I'm pretty sure that might even be a coronavirus, because okay. I, I know a lot of influenzas are that. Mm-hmm. But, of course, this is technically called COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, coronavirus. I'm not sure about the D. And then 19 is the year 2019, so next year it'll be COVID-2020. Is it is it C-O, so corona, V for virus, and then ID as yeah, in, like, I don't know if it's ID. I don't know if it's ID or if it's VI and then D something. <laughs> right. I I should have looked at that beforehand. But that's I I didn't prepare for this at all because a lot of it's common sense or at least it should be. And w- what are your feelings on it? Are you a pessimist? Are you preparing for the worst? Or so I'm like you. I'm very much in the in the fact that um, I'm not as worried about it and probably ignorantly not worried about it because it's not we're not high risk categories right for 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 death sure that matter and um so fun fact uh joe and veronica my two friends were supposed to come up this past weekend uh on thursday a wednesday it was either wednesday or thursday joe called me and was just like hey veronica's school shut down one of her uh teachers has the coronavirus or has has direct contact with the coronavirus they were testing for it right uh what i thought they were testing for it the teacher you're saying that he or she actually had it? I, I don't... Either they were testing for it or they had it. I, they had direct contact. Sure. That's That's like... So maybe they were like, I know this person that was identified to have it or they did have it. One of the two. Sure. So uh, he was like, I don't know if we should come up anymore. And um, then uh, I guess Veronica this past weekend has started feeling ill. She's uh, has a has a fever. She has a cough. And... Um, they, I guess, Joe and Veronica called the FDOH, Federal Department of Health, and said, hey, my my girlfriend or my wife is showing symptoms. Um, you love doing that. I, I'm terrible at it. <laughs> He's married. I know. And I do declare all the time. I say girlfriend, and then she's like, Beyonce, we all forgive you. Um, they called the Federal Department of Health, and uh, they the FDOH said, you're not a high-risk category. We can't waste a test on you. Stay home, quarantine yourself, don't go out and see Hmm. So, um, and they, they basically told me they couldn't believe it and, but they're, they're following the rules. Um, so the, for that matter, um, 4,000 is the technical number of how many cases are in the U S as of our recording right now. Okay. And I have another friend, Jimmy, whose dad worked in the CDC and his dad is saying that they should be testing 10,000 tests a day and they're only doing like 80. Wow. Because I guess medical, my, my, this is, well, my assumption is that the money hungry medical companies of America charge way too much to do a test like the other countries don't charge. Right. That's why they're doing the testing and we're not. Right. And they don't want to pay. Hmm. 
Also, there's the probably other, some truth to that. The other rumor is that they also don't want people to get to to get confirmed coronavirus and then go to the hospital and then our hospital beds fill up. Because technically, I guess the stat in America is that there's only ten hospital beds for every ten thousand Americans or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's what a nurse friend told me. So you know, I'm getting all these stats thrown <clears throat> at me. Um, I think it's I think it's serious. It's serious. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would say anything to the contrary of that. And and if so, I think it's pretty... It could be unanimously dismissed as a stupid opinion. But what I don't understand and what like just drives me insane is the panic and the hysteria. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's start with the most obvious thing that everybody's annoyingly talking about, including myself now. TP! Toilet paper. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh-huh. Why? Because people are getting diarrhea. I I seriously feel like it started with one idiot. Mm -hmm. And then he told somebody. And then he told somebody. And so so on and so forth. And there's this mass hysteria buying toilet paper. And it doesn't even make sense. It's Mm -hmm. not like... It's not like the epidemic or pandemic is going to lead to a toilet paper shortage. It did because people are stupid. But to me, if you have like a, a natural disaster... First of all, most times people over panic and talk and hype it up too much and everything else. Like I can remember the, during that last hurricane season and, um, well, not the last one, but the one really bad. 17. Correct. In 2017, you know, there was all this stuff that was supposed to happen. I was worried about your life mm-hmm. to, because of what the meteorologist said. And it's like not even remotely close to what actually happened. And that's fine. It's good to err on the side of caution as far as like, oh, batten down the hatches and be safe in your home. But that kind of stuff can ruin infrastructure and supply chains and everything else. But it's like, how is a virus going to affect toilet paper specifically? It's just, it's so inane to me. And when you go to the grocery store, everything's cleared out and you can't, uh, you can't buy food. And it's like, there's all these people that are buying more than their fair share. It's going to go bad because they're not going to eat it all in time. Plus, you can fast. <laughs> People are still like, oh my god, I'm not going to be able to eat. You'll fucking survive. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. You know, as long as there's running water. And if you want, buy. you can buy a little bit of water. But again, I don't see how that's going to interrupt our our water supply system. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't understand the hysteria and the mass panic and the mob mentality. But I, I never understand that shit. The, the idea that you might, like everything. So, another thing that is being talked about and hasn't happened yet as of today, but it could be talked about, is I have, I, I'm, I'm like name dropping like crazy, but Trent, his dad, worked, was a, was a colonel in the Air Force, and he has a friend that's even higher up than mm-hmm. his dad, or whatever. He has a high up friend that has said that, and you were talking about this when I walked in today, that everything could be shut down. Everything. Yeah. Mandated by the government. Mandated shutdown of every business for two weeks. Yeah. And and I was talking to my mom about this on the way over here. And she was like, well, they'd have to keep a couple grocery stores open. And I'm like, no, that's literally the opposite. Because if one grocery store is open, a mass amount of people will come there. And that's exactly what they're trying to avoid. Yeah. So if they shut down, if they mandate a shutdown, everything has to be shut down. They have yeah. to do that. Yeah. And if they do then the fact is you have to be prepared for two weeks of... Otherwise, people might... You might have to have your gun on you at all times. Well, it's... It, yeah, be, but here's here's what my point is. The actual pandemic itself is not the problem. Mm-hmm. People's reaction 
Their overreaction is the problem. Like you just said, you might have to you might have to shoot somebody to mm-hmm. protect yourself from them stealing a loaf of bread from you because people are stupid. Yeah. When in reality, a fast isn't going to kill anybody. Right. If I if all of a sudden they closed everything after this podcast and I couldn't go to the grocery store for two weeks, mm-hmm. we would survive. Yeah. We have some food here. Mm-hmm. We'd ration it out. Frankly, it would probably last even without any preparation if you could just control your appetites. But <laughs> it's you're not going to die from not eating. Yeah. Like, we're the most privileged country in the world. Uh, half the people who are listening to this are probably clinically overweight. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying that with any insulting uh, nature. I'm just saying... Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. <laughs> You'll be totally fine. You're not going to starve to death. Yeah. Not not in America. Yeah. That's just not going to happen. I agree with you um, <clears throat> that, that not a lot of people are going to die from starvation because of this. Probably zero. But, um... But... You also, that people like to be prepared for that Eventuality. chance, you yeah. know? So I get why people are going. I, I feel like there there needs to be some responsibility on the masses to not overbuy. Mm-hmm. And let, I mean, like I know I've seen so many horror stories about people overbuying and then trying to profit off of it by selling toilet paper the, for $10. The away. sanitizer. Did you see the guys from tennis, Tennessee? Yeah. They, they did that. They hoarded it, right? And then the government went and took it all from them and is donating it. And, and Amazon right? shut it down. And I, I don't know what the exact story is because they, they made a lot of profit right in the beginning and then wound up with like $16,000 worth of hand sanitizer left. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were violating... Uh, there are literally price gouging laws in the state of Tennessee, for example, probably lots of other states as well. So they got that operation got shut down. I read that they volunteered to donate it. I don't know if that's true or not. A lot, you know, I don't know the hundred percent details out of all of this stuff. But you know, two other curious things that are coming out of this whole thing. Um, first of all, did you see anything about the the legislation that's getting passed right now for like a potential stimulus? I saw that eight hundred fifty billion. A thousand dollars for every American, exactly, I believe, yeah. who filed taxes last year, and also probably under a certain revenue number, which is good. Like, Jeff Bezos doesn't need $1,000, obviously. But, uh, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Like, especially if if people are smart enough to take that money and throw it into the stock market right now. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. I, it's it's definitely, it's a crisis the same way that we had a crisis back in uh, 2008, 2009 with the housing bubble. And, like, there was a, pretty sure there was a stimulus back then uh, for the same reasons. Well, different reasons but you know the end the end goal was to get more money into the economy and restore confidence and everything so uh i just there's people are panicking they're putting their energy into the wrong things during a time like this and it's like you said there's a certain amount of responsibility to put on the masses i mean i really this past weekend we went out on that that atlanta beer bus bar tour Mm -hmm. and it's like i'm not gonna quit living my life Mm -hmm. now even over the course of a several uh, of several days, you know, everybody's getting like flamed because of course the internet has to be mad about something. And all these people who went out for St. Patrick's Day, you know, they they're they're contributing to the problem and everything. And I see both sides of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's probably not smart, and I'm not going out necessarily right now. But it's a free country. Mm-hmm. Like until the government steps in and says you can't do that, you can. I think it's really messed up, but you could probably go and sneeze on somebody. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah. People, you shouldn't do that ever. If you ever, it, it's, it's funny to see the, the sensitivity, sensitivity to somebody coughing in public mm-hmm. right now. Everybody just kind of looks over and it's just like, Crap. there's a little weirdness to the whole thing. But, um, 
I think uh, I, somebody made a good point to me, and it was, if you are going out and continuing to live your normal life and somebody else is also doing that, like, I think you're probably smart enough and I'm definitely smart enough that regardless of how we feel, we're not going to go see an old person right now on purpose. You know, like, I'm a, right. if I have a chance to see somebody that's, like, above the age of 50, I'm just going to avoid that because... Even though I don't have it, I'm not showing symptoms. I could be a carrier, and yeah. if they get it, that's the biggest problem with it. They're a higher risk, yeah. And so that's the point of like the again the responsibility on the masses. Even though you're not going to change your life, and I, I I respect people not wanting to change your lifestyle, your habits. But if you infect somebody that's older, you could literally you're committing manslaughter, <laughs> indirect indirectly killing somebody. Sure, so. Yeah. Yeah, avoid high-risk people, I Mm -hmm. think, is definitely a common courtesy thing to do. But, I mean, it's just, again, it all comes back to the... I get so frustrated by the immediate mob mentality, hysteria, and panic of it all. And it's just like, use your head, use common sense. We talked, you know, very briefly before we got on the podcast. I asked... I wanted to ask you how daily habits... Like, one of the parts of this topic was I wanted to ask... How has this affected your life personally, mm-hmm. other than what we've already discussed? Me personally, I've always been a germaphobe to some degree, and I wash my hands 400 times a day, and it doesn't matter what I've touched. And I have, like, this subliminal nagging, like, if if I touch something, I know in my head I need to wash my hands. And even though I don't actively think about it, I'm constantly looking, when can I wash my hands next? Yeah. This is something that's already been ingrained in me, so it hasn't really affected me. But you yeah. are washing your hands more often. Yeah. Be more cognizant about what you touch. Definitely. And, um... And I'm not, if I'm going through a crowd of people, I'm actually holding my breath right now. I know that probably doesn't I see, I already do that. You do? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm weird about the air I breathe. Yeah. Airplane. Ugh. That's yeah. the worst. No, I've never really thought about that. And I, I think I'm really, like, I really have a lot of trust. And just in general, please, people don't take advantage of me. Mm-hmm. I have a, I trust in the world in the fact that, like, you know, I, I really don't lock my car too often i do lock my house up you know like i don't let people do that yeah we're not in kansas but um i don't you know i don't lock my car i i trust that when i go out to eat people aren't like voluntarily making me sick you know like the guy that had aids and was putting his blood on gas handles to infect people with aids like i just i I trust that nobody's really doing that kind of stuff that's just pure evil because exactly that's that is pure evil and because i don't i just don't want to live my life in fear so that's another big take-home lesson from my stance on things it's like that would that would be the same thing as like after 9-11 never getting on an airplane again Mm -hmm. then they've won yeah this is funny that you said 9-11 because remember what i've been saying about it lately this is the biggest event in our lifetimes since 9-11 probably and maybe i'm being naive like it's because it hasn't affected me directly Mm -hmm. as even as heavily as as i would say 9-11 did you know almost from like a mental standpoint uh i would i would probably agree with you it's it's definitely a top three like global world affecting life event Mm -hmm. you know in in most of uh like our generation's lives can you think of what number two would be if yeah that's that's a good question um that because i can't I think it's 9-11 and it's, and it's COVID. Yeah, because even like the like the recession and the housing crisis, like that didn't affect us personally because we were too young and what, what's money yeah, whenever exactly. you're that age. Um, 9-11 still affected us even though we were exactly. young. So yeah, that, that was I, a big thing. You know, I have a, a close family member who lives and works in, in New York City. Hell, my brother 
worked there for several years after 9-11, of course. But um, another thing I, I was going to mention earlier on the topic of sanitizer, and I just told you this real quick on the podcast. This is a good tidbit for people. Yeah, it's, I don't want to say it's useless, mm-hmm. but look this up, by the way, everybody. You can find it right on Wikipedia. It's a virus, don't forget. This is not bacteria. So when you wash your hands with hand sanitizer and it says kills 99.9% of bacteria, uh, by the way, that is the types of bacteria, not the quantity on your hands. That was something as a kid I never understood. But uh, Wait, so it it kills 99.9% of bacteria? Of types? Of types of bacteria. I think that's within the first 30 seconds, and then in the, in the first 60 seconds it goes up to like 99.99%, but there are still some bacteria that can survive it. But the point is, most store-bought products that you get, or like consumer-level hand sanitizers, are between 60 and 80% alcohol content. And that is, of course, the, the sterilizing agent. The only... That most likely is not going to kill coronaviruses. And I say that term generally, coronaviruses. And among them, COVID-19. You need medical-grade ones that are 90 and 95% alcohol, which most of what you, listener, are out there buying and using... That's, it's not that high of a concentration and at best you can hope to like wash it off your hands. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's, there's definitely no substitute for actually, uh, washing your hands, you know, scrubbing it, it. This is the one time in your life when you want to actually be cognizant about hand washing technique and Underneath doing your it. fingernails. Yeah. And like doing it. Spending 30 seconds. Happy birthday song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy, dude. It's just, the world is crazy right now. It's like. Everybody's acting like the the end is nigh, mm-hmm. and I just don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I sure hope I'm not. I think for I think there it's a fact that it's not the end is mm-hmm. nigh kind of thing, but it is also it it it's an unknown quantity of time that we are going to be in this isolation quarantine period. Yes, where we really just don't know how bad it could get, how quickly. Yeah, that's very true. If we're at so, like I said, we're at like four thousand cases, and it's been exponentially increasing the last like four days. It went from like we had three hundred cases to six hundred cases to a thousand cases to two thousand cases to four thousand cases. Right. So it's like going it, the the curve is trajecting upwards and quickly. Don't this don't quote me, but even, you know even in China where it, where it originated. Isn't it starting to sort of plateau? Up? Yes. So the, hopefully the idea is it's like, all right, it's sort of in a perfect world. It's peaking right now. Mm-hmm. It will start dropping off over there. The countries that followed, they're still going to get worse. And then they're going to plateau and then they're going to fall. And then the people who got it last, it's going to go up, plateau and fall. So that's that's what will happen in a, in a perfect world. Uh, of course, nobody knows if that is indeed going to be the case. But um, I mean, it, there's, there's just... There, there are some silver linings to this whole thing. I mean, the the price of gas is down, so go <laughs> fill up your tanks. Yeah, um, that's very nineteen eighty four because people are now a barrel of crude has gone down. Um, airfare is insanely cheap. Like yeah. Tara and I spent an hour researching last night of places that we want to go, and, and I'm not gonna lie, if I find a really really cheap flight to somewhere that I want to go that I know is not like specifically a high-risk area like California or, or Washington State, I'll, we're going to go. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll book it out for several weeks out. Matter of fact, we booked a flight to New York City to visit uh, friend Natalie uh, and my uncle that I talked about, my aunt and uncle, um, but it's at the end of April. Mm-hmm. And 
so so yeah, I'm not getting on a plane this weekend. I admit that. I'm I'm not stupid. You know, I'm I'm trying to basically, you know, just just make better decisions with that stuff. But like I remember maybe a week or two ago, uh, Tara and I planned to go to Italy for our honeymoon, which is going to be all the way in October of this year. And she said, you know, if things don't get better by then, she's like, do you think maybe we should start thinking about alternatives for our honeymoon? And I just very plainly said, I was like, Tara, if this is still a problem in October, <laughs> we're either going to be dead mm-hmm. or it's going, or like it will be in the end times. Like this yeah. is not going to be a thing where we're going to be at this level of hysteria for the next six months. It's, yeah. If it is that, it's going to be a hundred times more serious and dire. I have more at. I have a general sense of time that that you know at least two weeks of starting like as of Monday, two weeks of just like strict quarantine could be like three or four weeks of strict quarantine. Sure. But after about a month, I expect this to be you know a lot calmer. Yeah. We could be literally saying the exact wrong thing right now. Yeah, so of course. And who knows? We're in, we're really in the dark. But one other thing I wanted to get your take on, and I thought this was interesting, is I had a friend tell me that she thinks that it ha- it's a conspiracy. And that the Chinese government had not a cure, but medicine mm-hmm. for this all along. And that's why it's plateauing off in China, is because they, they wanted it to ramp up. And then spread to the other parts of the country so the Chinese government could gain control of the markets again. Yeah. Who knows? There's a conspiracy <laughs> for everything, obviously. I kind of... I, I like talking about Maybe it, they want to kill off every other country and take over the world. I don't know. They've, they've got the numbers to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they haven't already. I'm glad they haven't. So, the... Uh, Larry. I don't know. Wrapping up, do you have any other parting thoughts or tidbits of wisdom or anything, Tommy? I don't. Um, but are we going to be skipping the I have Mad Lib? Uh, yeah, we we can, or we can put it on pause. I can write one if you want. Do you want me to write one? We'll put it on pause. I feel like it's been the new tradition. Uh, we, we definitely will. So okay. I'll, I'll do that. Um, buy stocks. Mm. Put some money into the stock market. And here's, hold on, with my grain of salt. So... I'm not saying that we're at rock bottom. It might get way worse. Mm-hmm. I will guarantee you that if you put money in now, it will be worth more than you put in in a year. Mm-hmm. If, if everybody doesn't die, mm-hmm. which it's not going to happen and this will be over by then. So long-term thinkers and long-term investors who can stum- stomach short-term losses in case we're not at rock bottom, put something into the market even if all you have is $100. You'll thank me later for that. But you have to be a long-term thinker. So that's another silver lining. I swear I had one other one, but um, uh, just I can't remember. to 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 be the contrary to that. Yeah, I've had so many people tell me to put money in the stock market, and I'm waiting until not not until you're you're waiting for rock bottom. Yeah, uh, and we I don't feel like we've gotten there yet. I, personally, and and here's my investing strategy. Just because I've been doing this long enough now. I know, so I look at two eventualities. One of them is that I wait too long, something happens overnight, and I miss the boat, and it jumps up. Maybe I still get in, but I don't make near as much as I could have. Or it keeps going down and down and down and down. I would rather, I know myself, and the easier one for me to stomach is for it to keep going down, 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 miss rock bottom, maybe catch a little bit of it, and then watch it climb back up, because I'm still not losing any money there mm-hmm. at in one year from now, two years from now, five years from now. If I don't take advantage of this opportunity and it does exactly what I thought it was going to do, I'll be in 
infuriated with myself. Right. I don't trust my gut enough. So when it comes to the stock market, and I've gotten burned, I've burned myself a lot. So that's the the stock market. Burn it. Speaking of hot sauces. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right, hit pause. You're going to try these again later. Yeah. So you know. And I'm going to write you a Mad Lib. It's a Mad Lib, not an Ad Lib. Fuck you. It's a Mad Lib. We're back. <laughs> this is pretty weird. Okay. I took... How long did that? That one took me 10 minutes. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. It gets a little out of control. It's two pages. <laughs> okay. On this small yellow notepad. 10 answers per normal? Per usual? Uh, at least. No, oh. that's a little bit more. Okay, shit. Uh, here's my pen. Here we go. Adjective. Feisty. Ooh! <laughs> Dude. Great. Thanks. Adverb. Quickly. Adjective. Adverb. Adjective. Adjective. Top heavy. <laughs> Tommy, well done. Bodily fluid. Sweat. <laughs> Adjective. Slim. Body part. Cankle. <laughs> uh, greeting. <laughs> or a way of getting somebody's attention. Either one. Um, yo, bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this... The funny thing is, it was greeting and then an insulting thing to call somebody. Okay. I'm going to answer with both of those. Okay, fine. That was <laughs> quite perfect. Okay. Wow. An STI. Uh, crabs. Oof. Disease. Rona. Nice. <laughs> Emotion. Mm, excited. That's extremely appropriate. Adjective. Calmly. Calm. <laughs> Size-related adjective. Size-related adjective. All right. Huge. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of simple words, but it sounds like it's going to work. It's good. <laughs> okay. Adverb. Mm. Um. Uh, darkening? Is that an adverb? Darkly. Darkly. Be an adverb. Uh, alright, darkly. <laughs> it works. Okay. An item sold out in stores due to coronavirus. Okay. Um, condoms. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> Oh, ooh. <laughs> Object. Um, well, I, I kind of want to stick with the dirty, so I'm going to go with lube. I'll go with bottle of lube. Okay. Just so it flows properly. Game. Any kind of game. Monopoly. Nice. That's great. Person. Mmm... Trump. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, plural objects. Plural objects? Um, hot sauces. And body part. I saw you scrunch your, your head. Yeah. <laughs> um, body part. Uh, back of the knee. Would it be the, the knee gap? How about thigh gap? <laughs> Let's go with thigh gap. I like that. All right, here we go. Good audible idea. <laughs> it was a good audible. This is Tommy's sick day. Mm. It all started when Tommy woke up in a feisty daze. He felt a tickle in his nose, sneezed quickly, and saw a glob of top-heavy sweat fly across the room. It was gross, but he laughed it off until he felt a slim sensation in his cankle. He immediately called his boss and said, Yo, bitch, I can't work today. I'm not sure what I have, though it feels a little like crabs with an added dash of coronavirus. Feeling excited that he now had the day to himself, he decided to begin his day with a calm shit. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't even get out of bed. He let a huge turd slide out darkly, and he smiled at the warmth. Oh my god, what the fuck? But then he realized he was out of condoms. What a disaster. He grabbed a nearby bottle of lube to use as an alternative, and it worked just fine. He stood up, got out of bed, and prepared for a nice long day of playing Monopoly with his friend Trump. It was, <laughs> it was going to be the best sick day he had since the last time he vomited from eating too many hot sauces at once while slamming his thigh gap in his car door. <laughs> oh, pretty uh pretty... that went off the rails yeah it really did it was quite detailed i i really enjoyed monopoly with trump uh you saying yo bitch is <laughs> my boss is literally what i had in mind okay good and uh you letting a huge turd slide out darkly in your bed was darkly amazing. Yeah. darkly yeah it was a dark turd yep so. uh, cheers to dark turd and to surviving the apocalypse cheers to the dark turd and survive. <laughs> Thank you. Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs>